0: This is The Dish, the official podcast of the National Reconnaissance Office, brought to you by the NRO's Office of Public Affairs.
1: Hello and welcome to The Dish. I'm Andrea Williams from NRO's Office of Public Affairs. Today I'm excited to be here at NRO Vandenberg with NRO Launch 85 Mission Manager, Major John Scherner. Just a couple hours ago, we confirmed the launch was a success. I'm so excited to be here to talk with you today. Today's Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, originally we were scheduled for Friday, had some technical difficulties, and then yesterday we were delayed due to weather. So, mm-hmm. today was perfect, it was a great day for launch. So, how are you feeling right now?
0: First off, thanks for the opportunity to interview with you. I, I know you guys have been doing a lot um, from an NRO public affairs perspective. I didn't know the NRO existed when I was, you know, like going through college, and you guys have really put like a footprint on the map. So.
1: Oh, thanks. You guys I appreciate are, that.
0: Yeah, you guys are doing awesome things, and I get to be beneficiary of that because I get to tell my family what I do now, right? Because yeah. you guys have a presence, so thank you. Oh, um, yeah. It's awesome. Great. But as far as, you know, uh, the launch, it, it was incredibly exciting to, to be on console. Um This isn't my first time. I've been doing this for a while now. I think I've been on nearly 30 launches now uh, as part of a launch support team. Okay. So, but to be in person and on console at the same time, to feel like the rocket lifts off and to be able to hear the sonic boom of the booster coming back if there's nothing like it. That's so,
1: pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it was cool to see everybody. I was in there with you and yeah. see everyone run outside just to get a little yep. glimpse as it was going up and then yeah. coming back down. So and pretty and as you
0: noticed, know, right, that nobody claps, right? Right. Because it's not mission success until we get on orbit, until we get that the solar arrays open and, yeah. the, you know, the first signs of life from the satellite. So,
1: yep. No, yep. Exactly. so Yeah, exactly. So this is the fourth time we've done a mission manager interview, so our listeners can go back to Enroll 82, Enroll 111, and then 87. But this is the first time we've talked after a launch, so it's right. pretty exciting. Yeah. So it was an early day today, a 613 launch. It was early for us, but I know your day started much earlier, earlier than that. So walk us through your last 24 hours, and then of course, all the way through to mission complete.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you know, 24 hours ago, you guys are aware, we, we were working issues up, in, up until, you know, the crew rest started. You know, there's a couple of issues with the stage two uh, that we were working through. There was an issue with the upper level winds. Uh, we were working through some weather issues with mm-hmm. the debris analysis. You know the range safety team here does a great job of making sure that we're launching and we're keeping the public safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a, an issue where the, there was a jet stream that was coming in, pushing the winds uh, directly back towards base, mm-hmm. which is exactly opposite of what you want from a launch perspective, right? If you if you have an issue and you have to destroy the rocket for any reason, you don't want rocket parts, you know, falling on the public. Mm-hmm. So it was extremely important that we, you know, delay the launch to an appropriate date where we don't have that issue anymore and. Uh, think we made the right decision to come to Sunday and you know it's Easter and I know everyone wanted to be home with their families but supporting an important mission is is, is the right thing to do.
1: Right and safety of course is our number one priority. Right. This always sounds like such an exciting and adrenaline-filled job but for a finite period of time. So when did you start working on this mission and I'm curious when is your job considered complete to you?
0: Yeah that's a good topic. Uh, You know I had started this program in June of uh 2020 mm-hmm. this program has been in development though for the past five years uh, to get to this point um and you've seen you know a rotation of people come in and out you know working this program so from a mission manager perspective it's this it started with steve hendershot um he really set us up for success as, as, a, as a mission um karen Hankey has been there along the way lucas allen uh, tom kinner danielle devoy Um, These are all trailblazers for this mission, you know, from a mission management perspective and and really set us up for success. This is uh, all the pre-work that goes into, into making a mission successful. You know, we're not really successful until we're providing those capabilities on orbit.
1: So. Great. Yeah. So we met Karen for the first time out here and she literally was by your side, like literally yeah. oh, to your yeah. left during launch. So that was oh, yeah. that was neat to see.
0: And Karen's great, too, because she'll be, you know, she's not whispering in my ear. She's writing me sticky notes and, yeah. and she's had just a wealth of experience. You know, yeah. she was a mission integrator here at okay. Vandenberg. OK. okay. Um, so, you know, when it came time to, you know, understanding the, the processing, processing facility mm-hmm. or the people who are out here, you know, she had all the channels and all the inroads to make sure that we were successful.
1: No, she was great, and then, you know, we, we got to meet Colonel Hale. He's great as well. Can oh, you yeah. tell me more about the team out here and the team that you worked with in OSL, and just how does everyone work together to make this a, a mission success?
0: Yeah, uh, if I can just stick with NRV. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Hale was, you know, fantastic to work with. Uh, Major Lister, you know, mm-hmm. being a former mission manager, he really understood, you know, how we operate and, oh, okay. and what we yeah. needed because mm-hmm. uh, he was the mission manager on L-71.
1: Oh, gotcha, okay.
0: Yep. Um, So, you know, just having, you know, those key people in those positions, Mm -hmm. you know, really made our our experience here successful. Um,
1: Surrounded by some launch pros between Colonel Davis, Hale, yeah.
0: Right, and Colonel Hale actually came from the range. Uh, So when I was here, my previous, uh, experience here. I was here in 2012 through 2016. Okay, Colonel Hale was a commander out here, working through you know all the the, the power outages and fires that happened during the 2016 Oh yes. uh, time frame. Um, so you know when we had our power outage, probably about five days into our campaign, mm-hmm. you know we lost power. On all of South Base, and we were trying to process a spacecraft at the time. Oh wow! You know, Colonel Hale really stepped in there, and his leadership was the, was you know pivotal to us staying on, on schedule for this mission.
1: Yeah, I bet that helped that you've had experience out here at Vandenberg too. So this wasn't your first rodeo yeah, a out here. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, great. So tell us a little bit more about your personal experience. Um, I know even Colonel Hale was saying other people are saying you guys are all space nerds, <laughs> yeah. but um, I, you you did say this was your first mission, but you've worked on a lot of um, launches before. So Tell us a little bit about your career and then, you know, how you ended up here at NRO and then what what do you think is your next step after this?
0: Sure. Uh, I mean, I ended up here at NRO because I've had great leadership my entire time in the Air Force and Space Force, mm-hmm. uh, who really, you know, kind of pushed me in the direction of what they saw was best for my career and I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, those pushes throughout my entire experience in the Air Force. I started here in 2012 as a uh, RCO, so as a Range Control Officer with okay. the Range, 30th Space Wing at the time, okay, and uh, was able to work my way through uh, Commander's Action Group, and then eventually a uh, short time as an evaluator, mm-hmm. and then I worked my way through. Uh, from there, I, I met Colonel Long, okay, yeah, uh, the commander here now, who pushed me over to to Nops. Mm-hmm. I did launch there, uh, so probably worked about 24 launches at Nops, and then made my way over to interim mission manager.
1: Okay. So launch is definitely not new for you.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's been it's been fantastic. Yeah, to be honest.
1: So will you stay with OSL, and then what's your next? Uh, what yeah. happens after this? Yeah.
0: So uh, OSL has been like a family to me. I was there f- so from 2016 through 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's rare to be in OSL for this long.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'm counting it as a blessing, yeah, and uh, hope to continue on for the next couple of years.
1: Okay, so let's talk about some firsts here. This is a pretty pretty historic one for us because the first time we reused a booster core, um, we reused the booster from NREL 87, which launched just about two months ago. Can you tell us more about this? And I'm curious, how did this change the way you guys in the Office of Space Launch Execute launches?
0: Yeah, we've, we've had, you know, like you're saying, a lot a lot of firsts here. This is the first time that this program has gone through the processing slowly that they did. It's the first time we've, we've flown a reflown booster, excuse mm-hmm. me. And it's also the the you know the first time we've done a, a range change, okay. uh, at the 12 month mark in the NSSL time frame. I don't think we've done that since the Titan ages.
1: Oh, so you changed range. So what was the original range?
0: So the original range we we're going to be we we're going to be at Cape Canaveral. Oh, okay, um, okay. About 12 months ago, the uh, director of the NRO decided you know in order to preserve the opportunity to optimize the orbit, uh-huh. um, that we would change ranges to Vandenberg because you can hit both of the orbits that he was looking at putting us in from okay. here. Okay. Um, so it was a it was a challenge yeah. uh, for the team to do. You know, the Vandenberg team really stepped up here. It, you couldn't have done it without them. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without uh, Karen and Tom and Danielle at the time. Yeah. Just fantastic people getting the mission done.
1: So, as far as reusing the booster, was that easier with you guys? Did it take some of the steps away in planning, or was it yeah pretty um, um, like transparent for you guys? Was it more on SpaceX's work?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, part of the uh, renegotiation for the contract to get us to the West Coast. Uh, the reuse booster was in that that contract mod. Um, and that really was a, was an offset to a lot of the integration work that had already been done at the Cape. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to, by using a reuse booster, we were able to move coast and we didn't have to spend a dollar to do it. Yeah, that's great. So we, you know, normally when you move coast and you have all this integration work that's been going on for two years, you'd have to pay for all the integration work. So I think when we talk about benefits of reuse booster, we're talking about, you know, taxpayer savings on one end, Mm -hmm. but we're also talking specifically on this mission. um, We were able to to get a priority of the director of the NRO done Mm -hmm. while spending zero taxpayer dollars to do it.
1: Do you save time? Is it, can you uh, launch a mission faster, or does it not really have anything to do with time?
0: Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with time. I think from uh, you know, a pedigree standpoint, it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to look at the same booster twice. Yeah. Um, the guys at uh, Space Systems Command are the ones who uh, pedigree our boosters, mm-hmm. so when they were going through the L87 boosters, they've completed a lot of the steps already oh, okay. to get to 85, something that normally takes them a year to do they're able to re-pedigree us within two months.
1: Okay, so that's what I was going for. Yeah. I was using the yeah. wrong word, so pedigree, that makes sense though, so yeah. it's a shorter time for that yeah. you know, milestone yeah. or check. It was pretty neat, we went out to the range too and we were able to see, like, I don't know why in my head I'm thinking, like we're using a booster, but all, they'll paint it white yeah. or, or clean yeah, it, but it literally, you can oh, see yeah. you know, all the marks on it still, so yeah. that was pretty neat. Did
0: you notice the logo was white? So SpaceX, when they launch, uh, they optimize the the booster and the configuration on the logo to make sure that their logo is still showing when they launch it.
1: Well, no, but we did see our patch right at the top, nice and big. And we also learned that they reused the fairing um, pieces. So I didn't realize that. So I... I asked, I said, do you like literally get in there and like scrape it off? And they said, oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah.
0: a lot of it burns off, luckily. But yeah, there's yeah. somebody there with a putty knife and you'll likely see if they don't have a, a same footprint of the logo, you'll likely see our footprint of the logo going forward.
1: How cool. Yeah. That's very cool. So you said you've been involved in some way in in 30 or so launches and, you know, we hear every launch is different. So how is this one different um, in your eyes and and what makes this one stand out among all the other ones you've worked on?
0: You know, this launch is kind of different because it's like your children, right? Like this this one was my baby. I was able to, you know, support it for the past two years and um, to work with the team that's been on the ground through its entirety. so, in, in a way, it's special to me, mm-hmm. um, but launch, you know, as a whole is, you know, it's always, it's always different. It's always unique. It's an experience unto its own and, and, you know, to be able to see the booster lift off and especially when you're at the range, you can, you know, feel the vibrations of the building. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's unlike anything else in space, in my opinion.
1: So, you'll, you'll remember vaguely all your launches, but, you know, Enroll 85, you'll never forget Enroll oh, 85. of yeah. course.
0: That and launching a, a Tesla into space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two.
1: Very cool. All right, I have one final question we like to ask everyone. So how do you plan to celebrate this launch, As- aside from taking, I mean, a-, a much-deserved nap and getting some sleep?
0: Oh, yeah, the nap's, nap's first on the agenda. Um, I think I've been up for close to two days now. I think I had two and a half hours of sleep. Oh, my gosh. It's been, um, it's, it's been fun, though. So, I mean, I think we're going to go home. Uh, my wife got some tickets to go to the White House and do the Easter egg hunt. Oh, so I'm cool. going to go celebrate with my girls. Oh, nice. I've heard the Wiggles perform there, which is yeah. should be interesting. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, it's some good family time, some good rest, and then uh, hopefully get ready for the next one. Yeah,
1: you'll be back at work tomorrow? No. <laughs>
0: yeah, kidding. yeah. Well, not the travel voucher. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, thanks so much. It was it was great to talk to you. Great to meet you. Thanks yeah. for all the support you've given our team. And congratulations again on a successful launch.
0: No, thank you. And, and and really, if I can stress one thing, it's the team effort. You know, the entire team here at Vandenberg, uh, the program, uh, the LSIC, and, you know, my team that I've, that I've already talked about. Um, I can't say enough good things. And the quality of people that the NRO attracts, it's, it's just second to none. So. Really no, appreciate
1: it. That's great. It's such a family. It's such yep. a it feels like your second family out here. Right. So yep. great. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. The NRO provides reconnaissance support to the intelligence community and the Department of Defense and is dedicated to going above and beyond to protect our nation and its citizens.